Good afternoon, everybody. And just be. Just be. Just be. I'm going to present an idea and let's see if you can stay in that being empty, peaceful, calm zone. Is it okay? if your physical body was to die right now? Physical heart attack or brain clot or just fine, gone. Is it okay or does it bring back the grasping? Be honest. See if it gives your mind, oh, this person, that person, and so-and-so, and it's me, and what about this? Are you going there? Or do you continue to just be? Physical death will happen to you. Your body is going to die. That's for sure. So can there be an acceptance of physical death authentically and you stay in that place of calm and peace? Okay. Just if it throws your mind into a spin, just notice. It's like, whoops, it didn't take much for your mind to go off into story. It's 
So could physical death come right now? Would you say, okay, I'm up for it. And not because of somebody you're going to meet on the other side. I'm not interested in those ideas. That's your self-referencing network churning up, you know, a fantasy future in order to soften the blow. I'm talking about death and nada. I mean, nothing else. No guarantee of a happy ever after. Nothing. Just gone. Yeah. Mind would sneak in and, and you know, put a little cushion there for yourself. But get real about it. Don't bring your mind with you. No story. Physical death can come. Put up your, your hand if you can actually volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're saying authentically, take me, you can make it stop. All right. Almost a third. No, almost a half, a good third. And so for the other 60%, what's the attachment? What's not done? I just feel like I'm starting to see such beauty in the world that I haven't experienced. And I just would like to hang on in this body a little longer to enjoy, enjoy this incredible peace and beauty. Yeah. How long will it be enough? A week. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, university's up for it next Wednesday. Life is good right now, so let me have more of it. Yes. So I just want to experience it that you were talking about spirits. Sure. That's, that's all. Sure. I get that. But it's also a trick of the mind. Before you, you arrived at that place of like, it's just coming together now. It's quite likely, if I asked you a couple of years ago, it would have been, no, I've been searching all my life. I need to understand this. I need to get this. And before that, it probably would have been something else. Because the hunger for attachment, no, the energy behind attachment goes, it jumps from one story to the next. So the story right now is, I'm just starting to see the beauty in everything. Let me enjoy this. 
Okay, but that's what it really is, is attachment that's going on to the next thing. To the future, yes. Yes, to the future. Yes. So the future is just an idea. So it's just an idea. It's got no reality at all. There is no future, you know? There isn't. What's the future? It's only an idea. Yeah. And the other thing is, when we have a good thing, we never have enough. <laughs> we just want the good thing to continue. We just do. Until there's no attachment to the good thing. Because really, one, one touching of the experience of beauty and love and a life that, that can have the perception of seeing more authentically the love that is everywhere, one second of that experience is the experience. But we keep wanting it and wanting it and wanting it. You see? Actually, you've had the experience. You know what it is. But now something wants more of it. It's like, okay, there's the, there's the greedy gut. You know, which is just the mind. It's always wanting more. Always wanting more. It's greedy, you know, by its very nature. It's greedy. Hmm. And it does, you know, if... It does play this trick too. Oh no, just when I'm getting my candy, don't take that. It's like, okay, so what's going on now? What's the secondary? What's the next layer of it? What's that saying? Is that playing victim? Is it playing hard done by? What story is that running? You see? So I'm inviting you to the place of just surrendering it with no story. No poor me, no nothing, no sense of missing out, being hard done by. It's like, it was what it was. There it is. Hand it over. Can you go there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're just tricks of the mind. So I think, like most people, would be pretty much fine without me. Um, and I, I have a 17-year-old and a 20-year-old, and I seem to have a preference to be there for them. Yeah. I get that, Tony. Yeah. But someday you won't. If if they outlive you, someday you won't. I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. And if it was today? Less okay. So, so what's going to happen between how you feel today and the day that you're going to be more okay with that? They're going to be, like, set up. They're going to be, like, fully formed. They're going to be the other lives together, yeah. You mean after your payroll? Um, <laughs> that's part of it. Or maybe just not, maybe not just payroll. Because they'll always, they'll always be your boys. They'll always be your kids. You know? They'll always come to dad for advice or something. But it seems more in the natural order of things for me to die at 80 than, you know, 51. So the idea goes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's deep in our culture because we have, oh, they died young. Oh, that shouldn't have happened. Oh, it was an accident. They were taken in that time. It's like, for heck's sake. Death comes, you know? That's it. When you're done, you're done. But culturally, we have an expectation that it's to be, you know, when the body falls apart. You know? so, so, like, would it have been okay if your mom, and I know she's here, if your mom had died, and your dad had died, if you were, you know, 
in your job and I know you were already with your with your wife at that stage. You'd already found her. So, you know, if if they I was just with my wife when I was twenty. No, but when you when you kind of got set up, no? Didn't you meet her in university? Yeah, but we didn't start dating until much later. Ah, okay. Okay. So when when you were set up in terms of like a my home and Alright. Yeah. So would it have been okay if they died then? Better than if I was twenty. Okay. Okay. So how do you know that your experience is going to be right for your two? No, I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm pulling it. I'm pulling it. So to bring you to the place of like, it's just an idea. Yeah, and there's some, you know, sentimentality and there's sort of this loyalty and there's, you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, see it for what it is and see if there's a, a readiness now so that you're not obeying the sentimentality and the cultural laws, but that you can go deeper and actually have total acceptance for the divine law. Yeah, I don't know about it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, enmeshed in all that stuff. I'm just <laughs> going to shine a torch in it and say, hey, Tony, go there, go there. And let's see what happens. Yes, Mom, I'll have to bring in Mom because... You didn't want your son to die. Yeah. For myself, I went in and out of it. I was kind of okay. Then I thought of my husband. Then I realized he'd be fine. Somebody else would take care of him. Then I went back in. Then I got out and I thought, hey, it's always felt like kind of an adventure. Well, that's a thought, so I went out. Right. But it was sort of a half thought. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I kind of went back and forth. And then you asked him. Yes. And then it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Funny, isn't it? Yeah. All the attachments and the, the, the controller trying to maneuver it. As, as if there is control over that. Like, really? Yeah. You know, unless you take your own life, there is no control over it. There isn't. Yeah, I kind of wanted to get things more in order so people wouldn't have so much to do. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> for us all to get things in order. <laughs> it's a good exercise, yeah. It's a good exercise to get everything in order. Just, just. No, I mean, think about dying. It could be the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just, it's interesting what you could find there, you know, and it's much... Um, it's, it's an interesting way to drop a lot of fear if yes. you do do that dance with, with death. If you do go there and if you do prepare documents and have like one folder with everything that everybody needs to know or whatever. It, it actually makes you touch that potential cesspit of fear. You know? It's an interesting one to do. It's worth doing. You know? Because we're talking about the death of the eye and... and and it's like, oh yeah, that's a piece of cake, supposedly. Physical death? Oh, more than half of you, I don't know about that. It's like, um, really? <laughs> you know? You see? Yeah. They say that spawns all other fear, the fear of death. It's yes. Just, it's like slicing the Gordian knot. If you take care of that, yes. you kind of take care of all fear, in a way. Yeah, you take care of a lot of it, yeah. because your own existence is threatened. Yes. And that's what waking up is doing. 
So this conversation is about how attached to you are your body. How attached to your body are you? I'm getting my words jumbled. Like, what is it? What is it that this body gives you that you really don't want to be without? You know? Yes? Uh, I had to chuckle when you came up with that because that's that was the conversation when I was sitting in your chair last year because my health is not good. Yeah. And I could die any minute. Yeah. And I was, my headset when I sat in the chair was, I haven't finished. Yes. I came here to do something. Yes. And I just realized when you asked that question that, yes, I am ready. And the thought that I'm not ready has been holding me back because if I complete, then I would die. Oh, see what I'm saying? Yes. And all that just disappeared yes. when you asked me. I'm like, wow, I really am. I don't yes. need to complete anything. It's yes. all perfect. Yes, exactly. So just the whole year yeah. went, because I've been working on it all year. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the attachments just push yeah. it away. It's you know, just... Yeah, I didn't realize not, yeah. what the attachments were, yeah. that it was the attachments. It's the attachment is the problem. Yeah. Dying is fine. Yeah. It's the most natural thing on the earth. Yeah. It's the attachment is, is what creates the story about it and pushes it out there. Let me do this. Let me wear my kids first. Let me, let me, and it's like, really? Really? Just embrace the friggin' thing. The rest of it is bologna. Yeah. Yes, right. It's just so much easier said than done. With the, with the parenting thing. Like, I got quiet and was listening to you, and I'm thinking, not really thinking, just feeling, could I go? And then, yeah, I think I could, and then <coughs> Joe pops in, you know? That's her youngest. Like, yeah, Joe, he's nine years old. Um, you know, Gage and Drew didn't pop in. Like, I think it is. There's something about, like, the older they are, the easier it would be to let go because and I know this is all story but Joe I mean at a young age you need your mama you know I mean there's a lot of heartache that would come to him if I were to die mm -hmm. and that's truth that's reality mm -hmm. so it just makes it harder so okay. if you be truthful and answer that truthfully that's that's a place where you know I get stuck they're, they're my triggers so you can't protect him from that pain, if that happens. Of course not. So stop trying to protect him from that pain. So if we drop that, trying to protect him from that pain of his mom disappearing, then what's left? I don't feel like I'm trying to protect him from pain. It's just something that's hard for me to let go. It's not that I'm trying to... It's not because of what he'll feel? I mean, I guess it's both. I guess it's both. I don't know. There's a letting go of your kids that happens when there's total acceptance of your physical death. And it's a letting go of attachment. And an overprotection 
you know, that comes from attachment. But your death can happen any time. And if it's on their path to be without you, then that's going to happen, like it or not. And the dropping of attachment to the now helps all of you. So, over the course of a year, since I was last here, the way that I parent has changed drastically. Yeah. It really has. I've let go of even more. But it's a tricky, it's just tricky. And I'm not there yet. Is it in view, though, what we're talking about? Is it in view? Or is it like, I don't want to see it? It's in view. Okay, great. It's in view. Great. You know, my mother, I'm sorry, when she, really briefly, she died at 92 in October, and she was saying to my younger brother, <clears throat> you're not the kid over there, and I don't want to lose you. And she was 92. Yeah. And she was closest to my youngest brother, and she said that to him. So the attachment was huge, you know. And she fought, and then finally she died. But she didn't want to lose him even at age 92, you know. Yeah. So I hadn't changed. And we usually say sorry for your loss to somebody who's here. Yeah. But she was imagining that she was going to lose. Yes. As she was dying. Yes. This is how she felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't raise my hand, and I don't have any children, and I don't feel like there's some unfinished business that I need to take care of. But I really want to get this because um, it's not that I'm not okay with my body going away or even my life or anything really, but there's some sense of not having that confirmation. I don't even know what needs the confirmation that the timeless self has always been without a beginning or end. It, it all makes sense that it is that way now. Yes. But I don't understand how it's confirmation that it's always been. Even though it's not in time, it's it's complicated. But there's something in me that's not confirming that. If if that could be, you're looking for another kind of affirmation. But it's, I don't know if it's if it's me looking for it. Of course, it, I, it's concepts. But if it's the self, the self doesn't need confirmation. So it's complicated. But something here now is not sensing the comfort or confirmation, or whatever you want to call it, that you can just let go of everything and nothing will happen. And it's always been that way. If I could break that, I think that would be huge. The attachment to that idea that it's that there is confirmation needed is the issue. So Not the content that there is something needed. The attachment to it is the problem. Okay. Yeah, I understand that because yeah. if I don't think with the thinking mind about it, of course, there's nothing to, to look for or to discuss, but something that's here is sensing that that's not enough. Or that that's not... I'm not there yet. And what if your body was to die without that and the experience was to... Consciousness was just running that story, that there was a confirmation that just wasn't going to happen. Not everything came to resolution. I don't think I understand. 
What if that were never to go? That, that looking for finality around the certainty of the timeless self. move from that point of whatever it is that's feeling that it needs some kind of confirmation. So what needs the confirmation? <laughs> I don't know, because I know that it's going to be anything that's searching for anything is going to be the thinking mind. Yes. I know that. Yes. But even if I let go of it all and I'm not thinking, yeah, you would have to catch me when I'm absolutely not thinking to take my, my life but, and then I could raise my hand. <laughs> but, but I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Of course, I mean, if I could just be there 100%, there's nothing to look for, nothing to do. I mean, even the slightest movement is already looking for something yes. because you're thinking there's something you don't have. Yes. Which is not the case. Yes. So, getting close. Yes. Yes, you're unraveling it. Keep going. So, but that confirmation of even the slightest something that you're going to look for is already a concept because there's nothing that you're missing. Yes. That still needs to be part of that confirmation of the reason I'm not missing anything is because I'm complete in that expanse of not being in time and not having a beginning or end or size. So it's all part of that same yes. knowing. Yes. Does that make sense? I, think I don't know so. what it is that is feeling in me that needs that knowing. Because I've experienced you have. it a lot. Yeah. And it brings an incredible joy and peace and nothingness. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that Maybe that, that there's a sense of thinking that not being able to have that always <laughs> um, is part of that. Maybe a fear of something, something or someone wanting confirmation. It's a fear of wanting the confirmation. Well, no, the it would have to be a fear that wants confirmation. Yes, always, it's fear that wants confirmation. Would be looking for confirmation. That's right. That's right. But it, even if I try to let go of my thinking mind being what's looking for it and having fears and all of that, I understand. But there's still a sensation that's not complete. Even when there's stillness and peace and expansion, is it there then? No. How come? <laughs> because nothing is happening. But nothing is happening anyway. You've just believed this into your own existence, and you've believed it with so much concrete. You've supported it to such an extent that it's made you be not ready for, for, for death, for waking up, physical death or, or spiritual death. So you've believed it. I keep coming back to, I just need to spend more time on that. <laughs> that's kind of like everything. Everything, all the working through stuff is still bringing me back to spending more time with that. Okay. Or is, you... is that the only way that you can even grasp or, or experience it and, and know it is by being there? 
Because everything else is going to be thinking about it. It is. So I can't fully experience it until I'm experiencing it. And then it, the answers will be there. That's true, but there's a caveat. There is some hypnosis going on with that idea that you need full confirmation of the timeless self. There's a hypnosis. The structure of that thought is as yet not understood by you. You're believing the content of the thought and you're attached to the content of the thought. The subject matter of it seems important. You're looking for confirmation of something specific. All the layers of ideas and beliefs and the fear are in there as ingredients to make that concept believable in the first place. So those layers are worth exploring so that you can see, oh, that's what was going on there. That's why, that's what was underneath it. So now, more, more neurological rewiring? No, it's just explore it. It's like, what, why are you attached to that? It stops you from full awakening. Yeah. It does stop you from full awakening. Yeah. So what are you afraid of? I don't think I'm afraid of anything. Mm. But you've got this stopper. Because I'm aware of it. Yeah. When it arises. You know, you just ask us a question, I didn't raise my hands. So yeah. What is not raising yes. my hand? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I want to raise my hand, but something's saying oh Yes. Is there a knowing, Danny? And and no this is a different question now. It's a diff different part of your I'm talking to a different part of you. Okay. Is there a knowing that you will have that awareness? while you're still in the Danny form? I think so. You think so? Mm. Is there a knowing? There's a knowing that the reason it's not there is something I'm doing, not because it's not there. Yes, it's something you're doing. Okay. All right. So no, it's not thinking. It's a knowing that it is truth, but knowing that I'm stopping myself. You're stopping yourself. Yeah. That's worth investigating. That's not neurological. It's, it's why is the hypnosis happening? It's just investigating. Why am I stopping myself? Why am I doing this to myself? What's going on here? That's a piece of homework. <coughs> yeah, just take it for a walk. And just say, okay, okay, I need clarity here, you know? Like, why am I doing this to myself? What is it? And can you love yourself enough to drop it? I think so. Oh, I mean... Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. It will boil down to love, but there's another few layers in there. Some old pattern. I think it must be some old pattern because when I am still and in that space, all I feel is love, inside and out. Yeah. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with anything. Yes. So, as we move back and forth from that to yes. not that, um, that's where it arises. Yes. And so, because I've experienced just being and not having any issues, that's the sense that is aware that it's possible. Or that it's yes. right. Yes. So when you take that 
concept that you're creating to stop yourself, when you take that for a walk, surround it with love and see what happens. Just shine love on it, you know, and say, okay, I'm just going to love this concept. I'm going to love this fact that I stop myself. See what you find. See if you get a little bit of a... That's funny that you say that, because I do that with a lot of things, because I realize that I've had a lot of chaos in the last few months, and something has changed in me, because in the background, normally, like years ago, I would be up and down unaffected by all of it. But there's a sense of kind of like a softness. Yes. I mean, my mother passed away. My dog is about to have eye surgery. Huge things like that. Yeah. And I'm kind of, a, there's an okay with everything. Okay, okayness with everything. It's kind of like I'm mourning. Yes. And even crying or whatever yes. I do. But even that, I realize it's okay. Wonderful. It's just experience. Yeah. So none of it is really bad or good. I just see it as like more stuff coming by to do. Yeah. No matter how bad something is and even if I experience it like a normal person would yeah. that is yeah. crying and, and completely messed up there's something seeing that as like oh well this is going to pass so enjoy it yes not enjoy it but it's like nothing so yes. that's huge yes and so I, I welcome things like, like this uh-huh. because I know that they're going to they're there like, just like negativity is not real, but it's there to show you yes. non-negativity. Yes, and yes. What, what is really real. Yes. Yes. Linking that to what we started talking about, the idea that that confirmation can come, it's not going to come with a confirmation. It's going to come from the recognition that needing that confirmation is the same as not needing that confirmation. Right? Yeah. So that's where you're going. I didn't think of that. That's where you're going, not needing the confirmation. You're stuck in the content of what you want confirmed. It's the structure beneath it that has been hidden from you. See? The building blocks. Like, this can flip. I need the confirmation. I don't need the confirmation. Can I go into that zone? What's that like? You'll find there'll be more love there. But you have to do it authentically. You can't just grab the concept. You know? You have to find the zone. It's like I have a knowing of it's all just passive clouds, but I can't pick a few and say, well, these aren't passing. Yes. <coughs> yes. All right. Good. Sit. Okay. I'm having trouble with this. Um, so I think ever since there was a, a taste of this, this has been kind of a life focus. And so if someone offered me a $10 million mansion and my dream wife and dream life, dream life, that to me is the same as accepting death. It's kind of <laughs> because both of them are choices other than what this commitment and love is, and that's the paradox, because there is this like strong, hold on tight to this commitment and love of this, and uh, commitment to, to surrendering the I to this, but the I is a fucking warrior focusing on surrendering the I. 
but death, it like it seems just as as wrong a choice as the wife in the house. So, your turn. <laughs> Physical death. Yeah. Because I'm holding on to this other. Okay. That's where the attachment is. But it's a good attachment. Yes. We only do good attachments. All the rest are not allowed. <laughs> yes? I, yeah, I really can't get my mind around that, Jack. Um, because, you know, I, it's tricky. Because it's, you know, Nizirgatada's focus on, you know, just stay vigilant on this. And then there's... Why are we here? Why am I here at this retreat? It's because of my my love of this. I could just go back to my good life, you know, whatever. But but there's something in me. I don't know if it's a knowing or if it's mine that's like, whoa, it's so blissful, I love it. But there's something that has this keep fucking up my life because I, you know, the other life, because I keep coming back to this. And that, but that same, whatever that is, the same thing that was like when you were asking about who's ready to die, in me it was like, no way. <clears throat> I mean, I would give up, I'd give up all of that, I'd go to a third world country, go to an ashram and throw my phone overboard and that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm good with that because that's aligned with this, but I'm not, I'm not ready to just give it all up. And so if seeking were to stop? Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm about. That's what I, that's what I want. Yes, if seeking was to stop, it depends. If seeking was to stop, you could just be, oh, it's a good life. Yeah, give me some more grapes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or if seeking was to stop, be like, okay, enough with this I. I'm just gonna, like, enough with that. Here I am. But that doesn't, you know, it hasn't happened so much. Is the seeking the problem? Of course, the I that's seeking and wants is the problem because it just ain't going to happen as long as that's happening. The I that's seeking is the problem. Is the yes. problem. Is the seeking itself a problem? Let's divide the two. The I that is seeking is the problem. Is, but is let's the seeking, if the seeking itself is a true, is a love of this, is a love of, you know, I don't know if you call it reality, truth, whatever. Yeah. That, that 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 seems no. I don't think that's a problem. So I'm, can I'm it, willing to be completely wrong. Can it be there without the <laughs> I on top of it? Can seeking happen without there being somebody who's looking for something? Absolutely, because it's what he, what's here. But but there seems to be in defense of that seeking is the you know it was a very strong no to the idea of death, and so it's a little confusing. Like when you have this this seeking, right? This, this, this love that's there, then it's like... Without the eye, I'm way open to that. And I think perhaps when we talk about, when we talked earlier about movements of consciousness, perhaps there have been some times where that love has, that seeker love without the eye has directed and has 
directed without an eye there, but usually the eye is there. Am I being a mental? Am I being caught in my mind, a mental idiot right now? No, you're doing fine. I'd like to see more clearer separation between the energy of seeking and the I who owns the seeking, the one who's owned the seeker. Here's why. Here's why. It's because in that pulling apart, that's phase one of a deeper pulling apart to see what seeking gives you. If we can find just seeking itself, that's fine. That just dictates where you go and where you hang out. But if there are other things that you're getting from oh, it that needs the seeking to continue. I know, I know for the eye, it's over when this eye is gone and it's just the self. So it's nothing the eye is going to get. There's no wanting to get up and teach or do anything like no, that. Not where I'm going. Okay. Okay. So I want to strip down the seeking. We take the eye away from it. Does the seeking give purpose? Does it give a direction? Does it give it something to talk about? Does it give it a social network? Does it? What are the other things that come in with seeking? If it's raw seeking, fine. But I'm not yeah, feeling gives, that you're talking about meaning, raw it seeking. Gives, it gives meaning. Yes. Yes. Definitely does that. And maybe to your life, or direction, or goals, or places to go, or things to do, or. Right. And so that's the immaturity when the eye is taking <coughs> something from it, getting something. From if it. there's, if yeah, if there's, and your life generally. You know, that it's, it's blocking some holes, it's filling in something, it's blocking some gaps. Raw seeking, okay. no problem. Right, but when it's used by the eye, maybe to protect against other things or give meaning or something like that, that's a problem. I don't know how to make that discernment. Yeah. Yeah. What is seeking the energy itself, that momentum? Is it always driven by the eye? It's not, it's, it's consciousness pulling itself back home, but the eye is on top of it, and it's getting all kinds of juice, and it's like, hold on, hold on, can we just pull off all these extra bells and whistles and, and just have that movement? Right, I mean, there's, 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 there's been that clarity of, like, I don't want to have the bliss anymore. Yeah. The bliss is yeah. it feeds the eye so yeah, much. That's right. right. And so there is yeah. that kind of clarity. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, because that really had you. Yeah. When the seeking is a natural movement of pure consciousness and it doesn't have bells and whistles on, it's quite likely that you'll be fine with physical death. There is such a loud no to that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, because the seeker is in love with this. Seeking, not the seeker. Seeking. Seeking. Not the one who's seeking. Seeking. The energy of seeking itself. Yes. That movement. The returning home. When you can feel what that is without it being attached to a seeker and whatever else jam on top. But doesn't it have to be, are we, but isn't that like game over at that point? Isn't that like, whoa, the realization is here to be able to have that perspective you're describing? Maybe, maybe not. For you, I don't think so, but I think it's where you've got to go. Will it be the end game? 
I'm reluctant to ever say that'll be the end of it. It's like, it's one of surprises. You know, so seeking itself, can I just honor the movement of consciousness, which is kind of looking for itself, which is motivating itself to recognize itself through this body-mind mechanism? Because you know the theory, and there's been gaps of where you know it's true, too. That there's actually this looking game for anything is, is, is leaving the truth of what I am. All seeking is, is leaving the truth of what I am. But that's fine. I'm happy to let it spin out if it's just the seeking energy that's spinning out. It's the overlay on top of it that's the issue. Because the seeking can be there. If it's completely understood to be just pure seeking, you'll be fine with dying. Be like, yeah, it's just, it's just seeking energy. There's nothing actually to be gained from it. It's just seeking energy. It's consciousness doing its own. It's trying to chase its tail. Find its tail. Make sense? Yeah, I guess I also like the part of seeing, like when you were talking earlier, talking about this, about things I just can't touch yet. Yeah. So it, it makes yeah. sense in that. I hear you. Yeah. Seeking without the seeker. That's your homework. <laughs> Can we pull those apart? Ginny and then Jack. Mm. So, is another way of saying that, because um, I was thinking of experiencing and how, okay, so it's, it's what I understand and what I experience is that uh, the hand is wanting to have an experience of itself, so it puts itself into the glove. So I think what my know is about, hopefully, is shifting, is that um, then my mind says, and this thinking mind, well, if that's how my body mind is experiencing who I am, because there's like a perfume of that, that isness, um, what is the experience of just not experiencing? Do you yes, know? yes. And that, and, and so yes. I, I kind of like go tilt, you know, the whole game goes tilt, you know, and I think it's that fear of the unknown that, uh, that I'm caught in. And I'm so glad you're talking about this. Because I've always had this, like, driving thing. I mean, when I was little, I would read these books about life after death, and I would get homesick. And I'd go, oh my God, this sounds so great. A past, you know, like yeah. what's his name? I don't remember his name, but all those near-death experience yes. books, yes, you know, which which were really comforting. And right now, I'm seeing my friend, my best friend, going through this. Mm -hmm. She's so brave, you know, and I just like, I just facing everything and giving me a book on sacred dying. Now you read this, Jenny, because. I want you to be there for me, you know, and I'm giving it to all my best friends, and uh, mm -hmm. God, it's just like, what a, what a gift mm -hmm. that is, mm -hmm. to see how to do it, mm -hmm. and I'm going, God, <laughs> amazed. So what, how does, how does presence, how does consciousness experience itself without, without these? It's doing it all the time. It is. Consciousness, we use that phrase that consciousness wanted to experience itself. It actually doesn't care. <laughs> it actually doesn't even know because it doesn't do the dualistic I know something, I know I'm experiencing myself as Ginny. 
it, it, it doesn't. But our minds like to think right. that. It's kind of a fantasy thing yeah. to give us a bit of understanding. Yeah. All right? So, so when consciousness ceases experiencing through the Ginny form, what's bothered by it? Only Ginny. And Ginny's gone. Only Ginny when Ginny is alive. And then Ginny is gone, so Ginny's not bothered by it. So what's bothered by it? Nothing. Nothing. But yet the thought of it, you, you, you go to fear of the unknown. Right. So you're just pulling in that thought. Right. You don't have to. It's just, it's just pulling in thought. It could be anyone. People are pulling in different thoughts as blocks. Unknown happens all the time. Our, our, our mind is constantly filtering out what it has no place to put the information. Like, like I find myself repeating the same thing over and over, like last night. I repeated myself loads of different times and still the same question. It's like, oh my goodness, I just answered that. Hmm. Okay. And, you know, I tried for different words or different words and it kept saying the same thing. I could have said the whole thing in about 15 minutes. Do you know? But the mind filters, filters, filters. That's how we operate. And Jack's mind is filtering too. Like, that's what our mind does. It just filters and, and has to put things into categories of what it... So that there's somewhere... So linkages between information that comes in and information we already have. And then when something comes in that's just too far, when you can't join the dots to there, that's either totally rejected or there's fear. Or it's bullshit. And it's like, loads of times, I'm like, no, no, so-and-so was, was wrong. And it's like, I actually didn't know what they were talking about. You know? I see that loads of times now of spiritual books I read. And I was like, no, they're wrong, they're wrong. And it's like, I just didn't know what they were talking about. I had no place else to put it. So my brain was filtering it, you see? So, so that filtering is just a part of our human component. And it's like, get flexible around it. That's the only thing we can do, is just be flexible around it. It's a phenomenon. So... The information gap when you're dead is inevitable. You can't actually go to where you're dead as an experience and come back and say, yeah, no, I know how to do that, it'll be fine. I can imagine myself dead, I get it, it's no, it's no problem. We can't do that. The gap is too big. There's an information gap. In acknowledging the information gap, sometimes it'll stop us grabbing another concept, which might be the one that is familiar to you when there is an information gap. So fear of the unknown might be your go-to when there's an information gap. You see? So recognize it's the information gap. It's actually not fear of the unknown. I think that's in there. There might be something else as well, but that, that's in there. I think the other thing is that my son lost his dad when he was 16, so I'm the only one left, you know, and there's that. That's like down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you will go and then there'll be no one left. Right. Uh -huh. Somehow the world will continue, Jill. Right. That's fine. <laughs> and people will forget that you ever were. <laughs> Do you know?
You might miss it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's see how it cooks. Yeah. Jack, you had your hand up. Well, I guess as I was sort of processing how I was reacting to it, I mean, at first I was kind of hearing it as like, do you welcome this? Are you ready for it, etc. Those are kind of the terms. What I do know is I accept it. And, and, when, and I've had moments of accepting it fairly profoundly, and it's pretty peaceful. And there's not a lot of emotional attachment to it. It's not like, yeah. Wow. You know, it's yeah. not even an evaluation. Was it a good life or not? You know? Yeah. It's just yeah. Acceptance. an acceptance of it. So, you know, that's where the... the Does it come and go, though, that acceptance? I mean, more recently... No, I think I, think I, I, I do accept it quite, quite you know, freely. And that there's a certain amount... It's inevitable. And there's a yes, it's inevitable. about that. Okay. You know, but it doesn't come down to like, well, it all adds up to you really triumphed here. It was just... It, life is what it is, yeah. and, you know, it was, but I have a peaceful acceptance of it. Okay, you know, good. So I just wanted to offer that. Good, okay. Yes. Okay, yes. This is I think it is depends on what part of me responds to your question. Aha. Uh-huh. If it's, you know, me below the trap door, okay, it's absolutely okay. If it's me with my thinking mind, and now I'm going to get all the story going on, that part of me actually doesn't, I could see it saying, I want the story to go on. I don't really, that it's not where I am, but I could see that happening. So it depends on which part of you is responding to the question. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, Chester. So where is the experience actually registered? Yeah. Because, I mean, I think it has to be that very bottom one on the right. No? Yes? Being. Experiencing registers there? Does it? Yeah. I'm asking the question. So if you have somebody who is being... And you have somebody who's totally in the me, myself, I. And they're both sitting waiting for a train. And the train doesn't come. They're like, shoot, I had to go someplace. Yeah, I had to go someplace too. Who would have a deeper experience? Who would be more... Me, myself, I. Yes, me, myself, I would be traumatized. Yeah. And the one who's in being saying, oh, well, let's see what happens next. Maybe there'll be one in the morning. You see? So the experience registers deeper to the me, myself, I. So that's the one that has a problem with death, is the me, myself, I. Because every experience registers there. And it actually is that me, myself, I. Yes. The experiencer is the experience rather than the being just having the experience passing through Yes and no. Okay. So, I, I, I love this question. All right. So, this is where experience is rich. This is where trauma happens. I don't want that to happen. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't have happened to me. And, and you know, we have wounds as a result of, of experiences that they will happen here. If we have wounds, it will give rise to a stronger default mode network. Yeah? Yeah. All right. 
Experience needs past, present, and future. It needs three components to the timeline. Because when an experience comes, there has to be you before the experience who is modified by the experience because something is happening that wasn't happening a minute ago, which makes it an experience in the first place. And then we have to be able to talk about the experience so it leaves in some way. We get some kind of distance from it so that we can label it. And we're usually after the experience. I had an experience. I know that experience. So, so we can put it in the past. We have the timeline all set up. There ain't no timeline over here. There's no timeline. That side is just pure omnipresence. It's experience itself. Eternal existence, yeah. It is the source of experience. Even that has a mm, the source of experience. The source of experience is a perspective that makes sense in the dualistic. You could say the source of experience, but experience never comes out of it. You could say that in the non-dual side. You see? Because as soon as experience emerges out of it, now we've got two things. Right? Now we're over here. Um, and then we've got the capacity to experience, which needs the dualistic and the timeline and somebody to have an experience. So to be comfortable how with death, you have to go from this side of the board up to that side of the board. <laughs> the invitation is if, if you're not already there you'll be fine with it if, if that's your 80% of the time if if the idea of death cranks up something here then we've got a piece of work to do we've got to see what is the idea that's being believed that makes you say no, I'm not ready to die and it's something that you've believed into your own reality. So it's a me story. And I'm after those me stories. To see what those hidden ones are. Because waking up is about a death of the I. The I is here. And so if we play with the idea of physical death, the personal I understands that. But the personal I imagines that it wants to die and awaken. It doesn't. It just wants a better version of itself. But if we talk about physical death... It's much closer to the bone to see what is the resistance of the personal I. Right? So the experience, the experience of death can only happen to the personal I. This one is outside of time and outside of the physical form. This was before your physical body and after your physical body. The time is immaterial. Yes. Yes. And it's outside of time as well as the infinite. Yes, and you are that too. Yes. How about, the, how the mind, which I don't even know where it is, is on this side? Yes. But yet there's a phenomenal capacity. When, when the mind is quiet, there's a capacity to, to recognize the truth, which is kind of fantastic. You know? Yeah? I think I'm happy again. Okay. <laughs> Can 
I leave this part? Is anybody else pressing? Mary, what were you? I mean, I, I may not be able to articulate this well, but I didn't raise my hand because that sounded like a good idea, which kind of was, you know. That sounded like a good idea. Yeah, which was like. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just, but if I'm faced with a health issue, I respond in a way to keep the body alive. So yeah. I'm not quite sure. I mean, I, I mean, there's a part of it that's probably, you know, as I go through this work and lose attachments, I also lose the juice to some extent. Yes. And I think there's mm-hmm. also a sense of. Then life becomes repetitive, and I, I, I don't know if I should use the word boring because I, yeah. I don't think that's you know maybe exactly right. But I get you. I'm just I, I mean maybe frustration at um, there's nothing there kind of thing. So I and, mm-hmm. and the feeling that at least you know death might bring rest things like this. So I, I'm that's as far as I got on it. But I don't know. It seems it seems. Maybe not a good idea to be attached to the idea. That's what I was thinking. Maybe it's attachment to the idea that death is a good thing. Yes. So I just thought I'd bring it up. Yes. Yes. It, it, it mightn't bring you rest. That's just a nice idea. Yeah, exactly. I had realized that. Yeah. I just that was my. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where is this coming from. Yeah. And culturally, maybe rest, they rest in peace. So we yeah. use that thing, rest in peace, yeah. don't we? Yes. Around death. So, so, yeah, that idea is there culturally. It's natural for the body to want to preserve itself. There's an organic thing there as long as there's no grasping. It's like, you know, you, you, you hit your knee on the side of the chair. Yeah, you put your hand there. There's, there's an instinct to, to heal it and soothe it. It's natural for the body to do that. If there's an overlay, you know, you know because there'll be a fear of death. You know, yeah. but the natural to keep the body alive, and at some point it'll flip and it'll be like, "Oh, it's dying! Actually, I, I, I'm not to prop it up anymore. It's on the way out." And that comes when you're listening, you know, which you are, which you are, you know, that comes. So, so if keeping the body alive, well, then something isn't done, you know. The 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 experience of keeping the body alive, if an illness comes, that's what's going to kick in. It's just a different phase to like, oh, actually, the body's on the way out. Let's, let's let it ride itself out. But having an attachment that death is going to bring rest or ease, then, mm, then, there's, something, then there's something a bit mm, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's why I didn't raise my hand, because it didn't feel clean. Yeah. It didn't feel like yeah. I was actually okay with death. It felt like more of something else was going Yeah. Yeah. So, so... Being okay with this life completely, that it can come, that it can go, but that the opt-out clause, if, there's a, if death brings an opt-out clause, then there's a rejection of something, yes. or somebody who's not happy with something yes, in your that's, life. That's exactly what, you know, but I didn't know what it was, exactly yeah. what, what that something was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, have a look at that, that's yeah, worth kind of digging out and say, okay, why... why what is this like? Even if it's a one percent death wish, like exactly. being fine to die. What, what's really going on here? Can it just be same same? I live, I die. It's actually fine. Okay, that's total clarity, total acceptance. Okay. Yeah, great. Yeah, I found since I've come to a realization, I have no control over death or not. I found uh, and this has happened a couple of years ago that I decided this. I find my moments alive. So enjoy it because death is now off the table because I don't have control over that anyway. So let it happen when it happens and allow me to live where I'm living now as I choose. 
You came to an acceptance through recognizing you don't control. Super. You've no control over anything. No, nothing at all. We just play as if we do. But we really do. We'd like to be the star in our own movie, but we're not. Or not, no, there's no movie at all, it's just in our heads. Yeah, it's not going anywhere at all. No. And more of it isn't better. That's right. It's not. Cheryl's sure, in another world, and I was like, aiming that over there. Okay. Okay. Can I leave this part? Any more? Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. You want you don't want to die before the body dies. You want to, want to die before the individuality stuff to die Yeah. And if it doesn't. Then I'm okay with it as a matter of fact. Yes. I'm okay with it. But it doesn't mean I won't stop seeking or whatever or doing this. Yeah. You know, and yeah, like you know I've talked about it, and I can go out and smoke dope and get drunk. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. It's gonna I'm gonna continue this way, and if it doesn't happen, okay. If it does The, the, the one thing that comes to mind is uh, there's, there's nothing new that appears to me in my experience. Yes. It's just repetitive. Yes, it's just rehash experiences, rehash them, yeah. But, I even, but I'm not just on internally, but like the uh-huh. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. I don't know. It's kind of boring. Ah! It's great that it's seen, but if you have a reaction to it being boring, then then you not great, not a, not a big reaction, but sometimes they're like, oh, <laughs> so you want more for the personal eye. It wants a, it wants its experiencing thing to be cranked up again. It's winding down because of the spiritual work you're doing, but you want to crank it up again. or not what is it that so you come to a natural like oh every experience is the same there's nothing new okay what well, so if there's no experience nothing new then what I guess that's sort of it's almost like why get out of bed in the morning ah 
You don't think pure consciousness moves you out of bed in the morning? Well, it does. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, definitely. It does. Whether I want to get out of bed or not. But you want the overlay of purpose and meaning? So the why, the why question is purpose. Experience, some, some liveliness. Maybe it's just a sense of dullness. That's ah. There's no liveliness there, except for certain episodes. In the stillness, is there liveliness? It won't be the same as as you know. The stillness is beyond liveliness. It's it's always it's beyond liveliness. It's wow. beyond it, but is there an absence of something? Does it have that mundaneness that you're speaking about? No. No. So why do you want to change the movie? To make it alive? Like, there's no good time to stop the movie. But there's a bit of a window now. You can, you can, you know, you can turn it around and have some aliveness and do a detox and have a you know, an adventurous vacation and you can get adrenaline growing, going and you can, you know, make a list of 10 things you've never done in your life that are like new sets of goals to give you new experiences. You can do all that. Yeah, that's my thinking too. It's like, that's not what we're talking about here. If something arises, great. If it doesn't... Okay. Okay. So, the deadening, don't reject the deadening, the dullness feeling. It mightn't be a symptom of anything wrong at all. Okay. You, when we saw Crossbad, you said fall back. I don't know how you remember these things, but mm. I, I cut out reading the newspaper. I don't watch the news. I probably went, we went to one movie in the last three months. Whoa! One football game. Uh, wow! Watch the Super Bowl, you know. Sure. So it's so all that stuff that. You know, wow. so I cut back. So there's a lot of silence here. Wow. And like you mentioned last night about, so I forgot you said you just couldn't do it like the service. It's like I'll see a newspaper and I go, I'd start reading the headlines. I can't do it. You can't do it yet. I can't do it. It's just, That's right. Yeah. Nothing is supporting engaging no, with it. It's not. But there, yeah, yeah, but there's that sense of dullness. You know, it's like, hmm. And then you got to fall back and it's quiet. That's, that's sort of, there's a, if you told me depression, told yeah. me, I, said, I I don't think so. Yeah. Because when I do things I do enjoy, it's like riding on bike with my buddies and stuff. Sure. You know, it's lively. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. And I do think about when I get out in the morning, we'll or be getting a call from paramedics saying, this, this is your husband, and he just cracked his head open in an accident. Sure. That kind of thing. Sure. I think I'm like creating that too. It's just a story. You don't, you don't know. You just yeah. gotta go with where the pull is. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. Investigate the dullness a little bit. All right. Can you embrace the dullness, or is it you need to figure this out really? Can I embrace the dullness as like a dying off of something, and there is to be a closure and an acceptance of it, or is the dullness an indicator of something else? I'm hoping it's the closure. I think it is. It feels... It feels... It feels I'll look. It's like that there's nothing... There's nothing... 
There's nothing more to do, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that to see, in other words, nothing more to do to see what arises. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the freshness in every moment and the excitement for living comes naturally from living here. And I'm not saying that to compensate. It's just that's what happens. Yeah. You know? Um, and it can be dead pan for quite a while. It can be just dead pan and it's like, there's nothing happening. There's nothing happening. It's empty. The whole thing is just empty. And it's the dying off of the personal eye. And then somehow the aliveness, which is like bubbles, like champagne bubbles, effervescence, just, just from pure consciousness, from, from stillness itself, that's where the aliveness comes from. It doesn't come from experiences or engaging in life. So for the switch to come, there's often a dead pan phase in between. It might be that time. I know there's a personal eye working here because we can have tussles or stuff and it evokes all sorts of feeling that just, wow. So there's still stuff there that's... Sure. It's, it's pushing Sure. Sure. But... Yeah. And, and if there is, sure, it's, I mean, intimate relationships will always bring up stuff. When they bring up stuff, do you get caught in, do you lose your awareness of this is the question. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is, arguments are fine, that's natural, that's growth, that's the clash of energy. But is there access still to the stillness, to the peace? And can you see the drama? Or is it full on, the fight is the only thing in your perspective? That's the difference. Arguments in and of themselves are fine. They're fine. Can I? Yes, sir. It's interesting now that you talk to him about the dullness because I'm more afraid of the dullness than I am dying. Huh. Huh. I had no problem raising my hand and seeing I'm ready. Yeah. To die. Yeah. But thought of the dullness or like a long, prolonged physical illness, that that's that frightens the hell out of me. Yeah. So I wonder if it's it, it seems to be the, the dullness in something. Yes. Fear hangs out in many ways. So it's just attached to that idea. And the way you work finding out the source of where you learned that dullness is to be feared. That's what will free it for you. Dullness is worse, worse than fear. You learned that somewhere. It's just another experience. What do you imagine the dullness to be like? Dull. <laughs> <laughs> boring. Yes, boring, ordinary. Uh, what's, what's, what's the value judgment on any of those? Because in and of themselves they're fine. Boring, ordinary dullness. What's the problem with any of them? Pardon? It's a, it's a opinion. It's an opinion. That they're I'm not any good. Ah. Uh, I'm not I guess I don't know. Sure, why why not? 
Let's see if it resonates with them. It's interesting. I think there's a double layer because I've been, as you know, I've been doing a lot of work around the fact that my parents were always stoned when I was growing up. So it's funny that I would call it dullness, but I, I think that the, it's a rejection of that dullness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. we'd have to work at it to make you more robust to go into the density that is out there. But if your life isn't going in that direction, I wouldn't take it on as a project. Just watch what resources you will. Well, I work with people in those kinds of situations. Yeah. You know, but yeah. yeah. But, but they're not mine. That's, yeah. And you're able to hold the space for them, and that's yeah. your work. Yeah, yeah. But bringing your work home, like, well, well yeah. No, I don't do that. Yeah, but some people call it entertainment. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Watching that kind of density is entertainment for some people because it, it, it rattles, it gives them an experience. <coughs> and a lot of people just want to experience in order to forget who they think they are to get them out of their own story. So let's watch somebody else's story that, that, so that I can check out for a while. Or else let's get stoned and I'll check out that way. Or, you know, or just dose myself on football every day and check out that way and self-soothe. You know, people do that. But they're just, it's all avoidance, you know? It's 
soul avoidance. So, I, in your case, I don't think there is any need to develop the resilience for that. Don't think so, Mary. Don't think so. Developing a stronger boundary so that you can attend things like this and not pick stuff up? Yeah, that'd be great. Because you're here, so we need to get you more robust for situations like this. But there's a lot of energy around. Yeah, that's great. Would put you into other densities? Ugh, no. It would serve no purpose. Is that why you told me to sit on the edge? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deb, was your hand? I, I just was going to share that I think of the dullness and boring. I've relabeled it and called it serenity. Does it work? Yes. Yes. I love. I love it. Yes. I love it. There's nothing. It's. It's great. Yes. <laughs> That's great. You shifted the label so that it appears as something else. Yeah, it's true because that's all it is. Anything we label with, that dictates our relationship with it. Nice. Also, it could just be a case of not having to be entertained all the time. You know, you. you um, you no longer get used from the usual things, and so life, in contrast, can appear dull. That's but right. No what we're talking going, about exactly. Yeah, you're no longer going up and That's down right. experience. So That's right. All, the deadpan comes in. Yeah, it seems insipid, mm-hmm. but really, it's not. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just getting used to it. Maybe. That's right. Yeah, That's exactly. And it's the phase maybe, between the two. Yeah, nervous system things. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get closure on this. Uh, what do you call it? Chart? <laughs> this is a mechanism through which your brain can function. You get that? It's like labeling. I like, I don't like. Hot, cold, good, bad. Fresh air, no fresh air. Breeze, no breeze. Without it, we wouldn't be able to recognize anything, really, or manage our life. Duality is not the problem. Your working mind is not the problem. It's not the problem. That's, that's how you do tasks. Not a problem. Drive the car. Pay your bills. Normal stuff. Do your job at work. What you're paying for. This one? That's not who you are. It's just not who you are. Whether it's going to stop completely or whether the volume is going to go down, stop believing it. Stop believing it. Stop believing it. It's not who you are. You are not the product of your thoughts. You're not the thinker of your thoughts. That's not who you are. You are not the one you call me. You are not the one who has an opinion. You are not the one who owns anything. From a practical point of of functioning, yeah, you own the shirt on your back. Sure. It's just because it needs to belong someplace. That's as far as belonging can go. Don't let it run amok and imagine that you own your pets, your people, your opinions, your desires, your, your life, your life force. There is no you. There isn't. But ownership makes it feel real. That is not who you are. Your thinking mind has nothing to do with reality. It's in your head and nobody's listening except you. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody's listening to it. So what are you running it for? What are you running it for? It's a big fat lie. 
It's got nothing to do with who you are. So when we go indoors and inside your body, for a non-dual awakening, recognizing that this is what you are needs to happen. That's in the non-dual enlightenment at that level. It's like, I am that silence. If you haven't seen it, play with it. Like, because everybody can access the silence and say, okay, that actually is what I am. Play with that and see if it see if it makes sense or if it's just a concept. The identity, I just want to flag what's next. The identity of that's what I am, while it needs to be there in order to solidify awakening, the identity has to go. And it's it's kind of the parabrahman, if you if you come across the Indian stuff. That's what's indicated. It's like, whoops. So this is Brahman, the absolute God. And then, or the, well, Brahman is really kind of the non-conceptual God. So, the, so they're already kind of pulling away labels on it. But they use a label to say it's a non-conceptual label. So we're in a paradoxical land. And then over here we've got beyond Brahman. Beyond Brahman. It's just pointing. So that's where there's no identity at all. Uh, kind of tricky to do a jump from this is my identity to I, to no identity at all is needed. Some people can do it, but most people for an awakening to really integrate properly, they need to recognize the true nature and own the true nature and own being God. God showing up as form and that there's only God and that it's all God. You know, so that, that like it's all God, there's only God. That's the unity stuff. So recognizing your true nature, get that solid. Like if I'm not that, let yourself be that. So at least let's get the awakening solidified and more solid. And then you're going to go beyond to no identity. Yeah, some some don't, but but yes, yes. In the jacks, in the jack, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm. Leave the non-dual platform. Pop over. Yes. Can you say more about getting that solid? Because I feel like I wish it was more solid, and it should be more solid, and it's not more solid. Yeah. So when you go into that place of like, it might start with feeling content. And there's a stillness and there's a calmness. There's no story. Ask, is this my true nature? Is this what I really am? Is this where I started out from? Ask those questions and see if you feel a rightness, because it's not so much a yes or a no. It's like a, it's like, actually that kind of resonates. That's that's the way you'll figure it out. Go there, Tony, because if we can, it helps when you know you are the absolute. It really helps to like, well, how the heck can I be my thoughts? Like, what am I defending that guy for? Yeah, I'm if I'm this, I know that all to be true. Yeah. It's just I'm spending all my time in the other place. Yes. Yes. Swap out the identity. It's kind of coming at it from another angle altogether. Because you can't be both. You're not both. But if you're supporting him and you know that you're that, uh, you won't be able to do that for long. I should do it for a long time. Sure. <laughs> and where, did you get, where does it, it get you? It sucks. It sucks. It's yeah. right. It sucks. Yes. 
just want to say, oh, please tell me that there is a lightness over there. Is there a lightness? <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to drop the attachment to the aliveness. You can't take anything with you. Because this is already like meaningless and depressing. <laughs> ah, it's depressing. Okay, but one side of it is, is depressing because it's duality. So it'll be depressing, let's give it a minus, and it'll be wonderful and full of good, good stuff. It can go either way. If it's just depressing, you're going to have to heal the depressing stuff just in order to go here. You know, just it's meaningless, yes, okay. Yes, it's meaningless, it is. It is. So... To bring any concept from here to here, you're still actually in the dualistic realm. Because to bring a concept of meaningless, so I want this to have meaning, this is half dead in the dualistic, so I want the non-dual to be alive. What you're doing is, you're just playing with duality. And you want the opposite of the negative stuff in the dualistic realm to be there for you as a reward in the non-dual. It doesn't work like that. The, the meaning and meaningless both belong in the dualistic realm. The boredom and the entertainment, they all belong in, in, in the duality. So the compliments as well as the rejection, they both got to go together. There are no guarantees. The surrender, the letting go, you can't do it selectively. So the surrender is like, okay, let it be as it is. There has to be total openness and acceptance for it to play anyway. So that's the dying. <clears throat> that's the dying. That's the dying. You know, we were working with your cards one day with my kids. I have, I have two boys. And Joseph read one, and he burst out laughing. It was about life has no purpose. <laughs> and he just, you know, it's like the antithesis of what you usually hear, right? And he burst out laughing because it sounded so nihilistic. And I said, you do understand what she's saying? And he said, yeah, I do. But at first it struck him as funny yeah. because it was so like, yeah. like um, yeah. extreme in a way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he got it, so that's good. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, it's not said often, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Yes. So when, when one's over here in the thinking mind, you, you realize that there's nothing there, right? There's just nothing. It's yes. just thoughts. It's just thoughts. So then you find awareness. Yes. Right? And also, one can experience love as a reality, not. And then you go beyond that, and none of that. So mm. you also that also disappears. Yes. Is it that it really disappears, or the awareness of it disappears? Good question. It's created from thoughts in the first place. Experience. Yes, every experience is created out of so, concept in the first place. So awareness is a concept. Yes. Even awareness is a concept. Of nothingness. Uh-huh. All of these show themselves to be concepts. The whole freaking thing disappears. Is it like a collapsing, or is it a, it just goes? 
I'm not giving you more concepts about that. Okay. Shows up differently for different people. Yes. It's something in my notes here. I just want to clarify. It's a, it's a watch for ownership of working mind. Or did I get that wrong? You, you make very clear that the ownership comes into the thinking. Mind. Yeah. We also think it's a kind of a creep where ownership comes into the working mind. Is that what you're saying? It, it doesn't come into it. It's some, some people run the working mind and this concurrently. So, so, you could, so you could identify that even the working mind is yielding to some sense of ownership. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's very clear in fMRIs. Some fMRIs are like huge amount of default mode network is, is activated as well as the task-oriented network. And some it's just the task-oriented network and no self-referencing at all. And they were like, so this is more confident people who are not having self-doubts about their performance. And it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's fine because there's self-love in place. And you know, they're right, but, but we have this whole other layer on top of it of where it's leading. Mary? I just wanted clarification. I heard you say drop attachment to aliveness, but it wasn't clear if you were talking about the aliveness in the non-duality realm or in thinking Attachment is the thing. It's not so much the aliveness. Oh, okay. It's the attachment. attachment. Right. See, if you if you felt aliveness when you were in the silence and you were attached to that um, alive sense of aliveness, yeah. In other words, if it alleviated your boredom. For yes, example, that's right. Then you'd be attached. That's, that's right. Then, then you you were just using the non jewel to make the jewel feel better. Okay. Got it. Just wanted to be yeah. Sure I was clear. Yeah. Yes, Mary. Can I ask a question about the beyond? Of course. Is, is, it, is it like where you dissolve? It's where there is, there is only pure consciousness moving through your form. So I was kind of cheeky last night because I was describing the, the, the end game. Yeah, you were. I started off by saying, okay, here's the end game. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know? But there really is no form. Is there? There really is no form. Beyond. Like you, said you, form. You, said, you said form. Experience that was a form. But there is no form beyond. You said consciousness moving through form. That's what you said. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Through physical body. So, so, okay. There's a very thin line there. As good as it gets in the phenomenal world is that consciousness is uninterrupted. Every action is free action. It's not rerouted by the mind. The working mind serves and the default mode network doesn't have a look at. That's as good as it gets. Right? But the fact that the movie is appearing at all will continue for as long as the body is alive. That's the part. That's the final piece. That's the final piece. The, the, the capacity to see the movie at all dies with the body then. Yeah. Unless you go into a dysfunctional samadhi. You know, you, you just... You know, which, which happens. You, you just can't function. You've just gone into a samadhi and that's it. You know? And all of this is gone. But, you know, we come back, you know? We come back and our, our brain cranks up and... The movie shows up again. 
even though you know it's a movie, you know it's you know all of that. But as long as the body is alive, the, the movie is going to show up. That's what it does. It's a perceiving mechanism. It's a movie making machine. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the thirty day, and uh, there was a moment with the crack. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. When you said it never really happened. At yes. All. Yes. And I haven't. I've never been able to make the steps. Yes. But for one, I saw it for one flash. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the third today is is a retreat that we did jeepers a long time ago. Did a third today retreat. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was bonkers. I swore never again at the end of it. We were all shattered. <laughs> anyway, um, when was that? 2009. About ten years ago. About ten years ago. Yeah. 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 Okay. Really? Yeah. Wasn't that you? Oh my goodness, I thought it was further. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Um, uh, so Lina's talking about, yeah, so, okay. It never happened. How to show you that it never happened? Where is that opening? you have to have time for it to happen? Is it before time? Time and space don't exist? Yeah, it's about time and space. Yeah. It's about time and space. Okay, let's see. Oh, it's all going away. Oh, it's going away. Like everything does all the time. And it never happens. <laughs> 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 it never happens. Oh, my God. You've got to trust that thing called memory, and, you know, that's a bit dubious. <laughs> the only place that there's any idea of whether this ever happened. So, really? You're going to trust memory? Mm. Okay, let's see if I can find something like this. Um, yeah. So this is, this is where I found it first, and, and this is usually the way I kind of lead people through it, and if it works, it works. Your brain makes time linear, right? Shoot. Past, future. Present. Your mind does this. Really, everything that can ever happen it's actually vertical. Mm-hmm. Some of you seen that? Yeah. yeah. Anything that can ever happen, and your, our minds stretch it out just so that we can digest it and turn it into past, present, and future and have experiences and have comparisons and all the rest of that. There really, a cartel is telling the truth, there really is only now. Really. So tune into the, tune into now, now. Like, there's just now. Just now. Being present right now. Let yourself kind of fall through a crack. There's two types of now. There's the now that has the past and the future, and it's like quarter to five on a Wednesday afternoon. So that's that's one now. I'm not talking about that now. We're kind of like slide through that one into a deeper resonance of presence. 
presence that's outside of time. Mm. Presence that's outside of time. So present turns into presence. <coughs> and presence has no time. It's an interesting thing to practice. Presence that's not connected to time. And the way to find it is by that. Be present, and then you drop down. Presence. Just presence. People know what I'm talking about? Yes. Or sleep. Yes. Hmm? Or sleep. You know, you, you go to sleep, you wake up, you don't know about the passage of time. So, you don't know about the passage of time. Yeah, but we need you to be awake to know that there's no time. Okay. It's easy to get rid of it, you know, and then to kind of say, okay, what happened there? Time passed, but did it really pass? And you have to trust that it passed, because we all agree that time passed, because, you know, this is how we work as a species. But I want you to be present to the fact that there's no time. Yeah. All right. So we're at the presence. That zone of presence... From there, is there a resonance with the idea that this manifestation of consciousness has already happened? That our minds are playing playback. Could it be that it's already happened? Is it possible? It's possible. Yeah. yeah. That's all I need. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So we've moved deeper than everything is happening now to actually it could be back here. Could have already happened. And we play, we're playing it back. We're rolling it out because of the concept-making machine that does linear time so beautifully. So it's already happened. Rest in it's already happened. Already over. Hang out in that where, yeah, it's possible that it's already done. Movie's already shot, already in the camera. Pardon? This is the screening. Yes, this is the screening. It's already in the can. This is the screening. Nice analogy. Did it happen at all? Did it happen at all? Maybe. Maybe not. Definitely not. You better know? Definitely not. Definitely not. You got a maybe, Denise. Was this a maybe for you too? The already over, or did you see it was already over? It's already over. It's already over. All right. You got that it's already over. All right. Did it actually happen at all? I had an experience once of seeing life as sort of just this film that was very diaphanous. It had really no substance. Yes. 
and I was, okay. crying, I was crying out in the dream, vision. Yeah. Oh Lord, when will I see your face? Okay. As this. Okay. Very, but it was diaphanous. But it was like a, a movie reel. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't real in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stay with the taste of that. Yes. Like, what was the zone of recognizing that it wasn't real? I like the, the thought of the dream. When we wake up from a dream, we don't hold ourselves responsible for what we did in that dream. When we wake up from this life, we realize we have nothing to do with it. It's not here. Mm. Does that... Sure. I still want your confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can see this when you, even if you're not awake. Let's <clears throat> finish it. Never happened. You can see it, but it never happened. Clearly. Yeah. It's just an opening. You're either going to be able to crack through it or not. All I can do is is show you the pathway of how it opened for me quite a while ago. Then you'll either see it or you won't. But I am going to leave it there. On the wall, because let's see. Yes? That all already over, like, I find that to be a comforting thought. Like, I think about that pretty often, actually. Do you, Tony? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't get the... Yeah. I, I don't see how you connect that. Yeah. So if this brings comfort, then there's a thinking mind that's coming in with it. It's a bit more stark. It's like a fact with no emotional content at all. And that would be a freer way to engage with the concept which would allow it to go deeper. Uh, okay. You see? Okay. Yeah. When something tags on, it, it's, it's burdensome. So my, yes. my experience is that this has been a very powerful portal. When I, when I, it's really defining getting out of the mind, getting to the present. I don't yes. Know, everything that comes up that tries to resist energetically, tries to resist the you are in the present, is about mind trying to assert itself. And that little struggle goes on. And then when you come through that, it's, it's just, I'm just dealing with this, as you say, the bubbly energy. You're just handling it and feeling it and letting it be. So I'm just saying that's been my experience. It's one of those portals of awareness. Can you move to where it's happening but you're not engaging with it? And I know language is a bummer here. And maybe you mean that that experience happens. But... but The labeling of it is bringing in a density, Jack. Yeah, probably so. I mean, because I'm only describing something that's happened, not something that yeah. is happening. And I'm not sure if the labeling density is the only density I'm feeling in it, or if there's actually a bit of the I that's in there having the experience when it's happening. I'm not sure. And I'm suspicious. I'm talking about something, you know, the occurrence of, I'm talking about the past, the occurrence of past experiences of revelation, not, not, okay. not the present. So okay. I, I grant you that. Okay. But, I, but I, I, you are, I have found that, that, that just recognizing that, that kind of suppression of, of the present is, is a way of, for me, just kind of clearing, clearing things out, getting to where energy flows more freely. I'm after that attachment to energy flowing more clearly. It's fine as a spiritual practice, but there's some kind of value judgment in on it. Just something, 
something in there that's a little bit dense. Let's see. It, 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 just it's like there's an eye coming with you in this. Like I said, the only thing I can, I can say is, it, is I'm really I'm remembering something. Sure, sure. No, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of after something else. Yeah, okay. no, we're good. We're good. Yes. The idea of it already like being in the can, like yes. Um, sometimes it makes me think of uh, unless someone's psychic, it's going to feel spontaneous, but it comes as a big chunk, like already done, and it, it feels spontaneous. Unless someone is psychic, it's going to feel spontaneous. What's going to feel spontaneous? The movement through the movement. The way life happens. Yeah. Yes. Because we don't know what's happening next. And oh, listen, listen, listen. I remember you said on a video somewhere you, you had a Skype with someone and they were talking and you said, well, you've already told me all that. And then they go, no, I didn't. And it's like you maybe you moved ahead a bit. Yeah. You had already seen that. Yeah. But it hadn't actually played out in, yeah. in real time. And so yeah. with the openings you've had, you probably jump ahead a bit. Yeah, yeah. In the movie, oh, in the yeah. Time is a bummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so, linear time things. But if we're not like that, it's <laughs> going to play out seemingly spontaneous. Yes. Is it spontaneous? But seemingly. Yeah. Because it isn't. It's to me, it's locked. To you, it's locked. Yeah, like it just. It just isn't. It's just. There's no wiggle. It goes how it goes. Mm-hmm. Can you find presence? Yeah. It goes how it goes, but the locked thing. Well, maybe I mean without. Um, it's like in the no free will kind of place. Okay. Where it's just. Is it helpless, like a witnessing it? Okay. No. Could you swap out the word locked for free? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I only mean like locked, like the movie in the can kind of thing. Like it's, yeah. It's, but I've, I've spent a couple of years in that uh, identifying as that non Yes. And I'm feeling like I'm just coming out of that. Yes. 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 So get a good handle on identity. You know, what identity is, how it works, and how it can only fade out now. The nature of identity. Yes, Sharon? I just want to make sure I'm following, I want to bring it right here to the present. So... There's an, a perception that I'm in a room, that there's a room with your Jack is here and people are here yes. in this place and time. Yes. Um, and the possibility is that this never, this is already over, first of all. Yeah. It already happened. I can, yes, I can say yes, I can see that. And then the question is, did it ever happen comes to, is it ha- even happening? Yes. Is it even happening? Yes. And 
And so that's something to just uh, experiment with, or we either, some people say, yes, I know that it never happened. I don't know if it happened or not, or it's happening or not. Okay, so because it's already over, uh, introduces part of a timeline as a technique to get us into this. It makes sense that this is in the past because of that. Did it ever happen? If we're asking the question, is this happening at all anyway? That's a different um, lens of perception. Because without, without the labeling mechanism and without us creating story about this, for sure it's not happening. For sure. For sure. The only thing that's making it happening is our labeling mechanisms are giving it, creating it into story. And that's what's making it happen. It's not that it's happening and we're labeling it so we're comprehending it. It's actually happening because we're labeling it. Pardon? That was good. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. Okay, something about it. Great. You know, remind me of the people that can't see the ship on the horizon because they didn't know yeah, the yeah. ships. It's the same thing. Yeah. They didn't have the ability to label Yeah. It. Retreats yeah. are always like this. There's always an information <laughs> gap. It's I like, okay, heard, it's just... <clears throat> oh, I just heard that story yesterday ah. from an author. It's, there's, it's funny. Yeah. Just funny to hear. I haven't heard that. Yeah. She yeah. just said, and then... Yeah. I, all, I just want to say, I know it's a little off the track, but sometimes I feel like I know what's going to happen. Yes. Like, I don't feel like I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen, like, months ahead. And yes. It does, things happen. Yes. And I know they're going to happen as if they've already happened. Yes. Yes. So I guess maybe, uh, maybe I'm overthinking this or something. No, that's okay. That's that the timeline is loose for you. Yeah. It's loose. Yeah. It's great. That's great. That's just a loose timeline. That's all that is. But is this happening at all? Is this happening at all? That's a different track. It's a different lens of perception. So we're not going there. Could you repeat what you said um, then about the labeling? Yeah. There was a thing that you said, it's not this, it's that. Could you just repeat that? So it's got to do with, is this happening at all right now? So, so I am going there. <laughs> just not up there because it's a different, um, uh, it's a different pathway. It's a different, it's going to confuse things. <clears throat> our normal dualistic mind will imagine that this is happening and we have a consensus that Jack is here and people are there and it's, you know, Florida and 2018 and da, 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 da. and we have all these things that we have agreed uh, as concepts and then it enables us to come together and use our working minds to make choices and here we are. And so this is happening, and if I use my lens of perception, I can see that it's not happening at all. That's not really the way to go. That's a trick of the mind, because the concepts of making this happen in the first place are the issue. The labeling mechanism, the automatic creation of those formulative concepts of Time, place, 2018, Florida. All those concepts are being believed into existence. Right? 
So we're already saying that this is happening. In order to recognize that this actually is not happening, those concepts are the ones where you need to pull back the believability. Those ones. Otherwise, we're just choosing to kind of have an alternative, no, an alternate perspective. This is happening, but it's not happening at the same time. It's like, actually peel back the concepts and it's not happening at all. That's the authentic one. It's not happening at all. But when concepts roll, roll out, that's what gives it its power. Then it's happening. See? Yeah, very clear. Great. Great. Yeah, I'm conscious of the time. It's dinner time. Um, Real quick ones. Okay, well, it just made me think of physics, right? Like, if there is no observer, then it won't happen, right? And if it's yeah. only the eye, then yeah. basically there's no one to observe it. So it that's right. That's, that's right. That's right. Hmm? I said that's why it's not happening. Yeah. Yes. So there. Is there is no I. <laughs> yes. I can get it from that point. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yes. So in deep sleep, yeah. there's no yeah. self-reference. Right? Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no time. Uh-huh. And so from that point of view, this isn't happening. It's just nothing. Yeah, but a lot of people believe that the world continues while they're in deep sleep. <laughs> And the shared, agreed concepts would say that that is true. Okay. But we have to pull back the, the, the concepts that even create deep sleep. Right. And it's just nothing. There's just nothing. There's just nothing. Just we, nothing. We do it every night. <laughs> yes. Now, is it saying on the level of story that since it's already over, it's predetermined? Is that a story? I mean, you're saying it's already That's over. a different thing. That's a different thing. And that's Can you feel how that's a different thing? Yeah, that's more phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's different. It is, yeah. Can we have dinner? Yay!